I'm Sharia Brent with Mary Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. Today we'll introduce you to Craig Ray, the new head of Visit Mississippi. Natchez turns 300 this week. We'll tell you about their big party planned for August 3rd. Square Books has an interesting release party planned this weekend for the next Harry Potter book. And the Byram Swinging Bridge Festival is this weekend. Mayor Richard White will be here to tell us about it. As always, you can give us a call and tell us about any local events going on in your area. It's 877-MPB-RING. That's the number to call, 877-672-7464. You can also follow the conversation on Twitter by searching the hashtag NextStopMS. It's Next Stop Mississippi, and it's coming up after the news on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Mary Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. Today we will introduce you to Craig Ray, the new head of Visit Mississippi. Natchez turns 300 this week. Wow. We'll tell you about their big party plan for August 3rd. Square Books has a really interesting and cool release party plan for the weekend for the next Harry Potter book, and we're going to tell you about that. Lots of music and fun going to be happening in Byram for the Byram Swinging Bridge Festival, and we'll learn about that bridge as well today. Mayor Richard White is going to join us. As usual, you can give us a call and tell us about any local events going on in your area. The number is 8 Seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email us at nextstop at mpbonline.org, or you can follow the conversation on Twitter. Just search the hashtag nextstopms. Good morning, Mary Margaret. How are you? Good morning, Sharita. Always glad to be here with you today. Absolutely. It is a. Uh, what, what have you been doing this week? Well, I've had a really interesting week. I think everybody's been kind of heightened by the conventions and everything that's been going on, and I got to be involved in. Um, a conversation about economics, politics, mm-hmm. tourism, arts um, on the local level. Uh, mm. This past Tuesday, I sat on a panel um, hosted by the Mississippi Humanities Council called Ideas on Tap. Okay. Really great concept, a, a happy hour vibe. But you bring together um, individuals from around the state to talk about how we keep young people in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. The, the topic is brain drain. Why are we losing um, our young and talented and educated people? Mm. And uh, and and what are the solutions to, to kind of prevent that sort of um, brain drain out of the state? So I was joined by two um, really smart guys, I, um, Greg Johnson, who's with the Kellogg Foundation, and Nathan Wells, who's uh, with Speaker Philip Gunn's office. And, and we really talked about um, what sort of um, actions are happening around Mississippi and and ways we can keep the 25 to 35 age group mm-hmm. in Mississippi. So um, lots of uh, of diverse opinions. It was uh, civil discourse at its best. Okay. Um, not a lot of name calling or you're right, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but different viewpoints. So it really helped me think uh, about ways that I can be more proactive in, in keeping talent at home. You know, I think our creative economy program is a great example of of encouraging people to think about uh, Main Street and how mm. we can, you know, utilize space as artists and um, and for studios and for shops and 
in a way that you might not be able to do in a, in a bigger city like in Austin, Texas or Nashville, right. Tennessee. So um, the next gathering of Ideas on Tap is August 16th. That's a Wednesday. It's at Hallamow's, starts around 530. Come have a drink. They have free food and then you can sit down, ask questions of the panel. So I encourage folks to get out there and participate or really host something similar in your own community because, right, it's conversation that's going to move yeah. us forward. I think. Yeah, free food. I'll be there. Uh, so you can pick me up and I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll be there. Okay, sounds uh, good. You mentioned uh, creative spaces. I, I went to visit a place in downtown Jackson earlier this week where you can oversee the entire city. Uh, I won't say exactly where it is, but um, the, the idea is to make it a creative space for artists. And I was just thinking, man, there are some real hidden gems right underneath our nose. Um, but I just thought it was wonderful that the person I met with, with was willing to um, reserve this space for artists where they can express themselves because they don't always have that platform and it's just a really nice it's on the rooftop of this building in downtown Jackson you can oversee the whole city and it it was awesome very cool well and that was one uh, example I brought up that I'm encouraged by is the rise of these creative co-oping spaces so here in Jackson we have two different ones Mantle is one example another uh, group called Coalesce and what they're doing is they're offering professional workspace at an affordable price Mm -hmm. so you know Sharita you as a musician artist writer performer could have a space there access to a conference room and the copy machine and all the thrills Mm -hmm. but in the pod next to you you might have an accountant that will teach you the basics of Mm -hmm. you know a small business accounting and maybe you share with him some some better wording for how he's advertising his yeah, business. So that's nice. the idea, you know, sharing ideas, um, I think is, 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 you know, maybe the future of how we do business. Absolutely. And you mentioned younger people. I got an opportunity to speak for the Can I Kick It group here at MPB. This is a, a yearly thing they do during the summer. They bring in a group of kids and they talk about dropout prevention methods and they do these films. They actually shoot and edit um, they do music and everything, and they have a showcase today at MPB. But I got to speak with them, and I focused on following your dreams and, and not being fearful. So it was just really wonderful to look into their eyes and, and give a testimony. I mean, even though I'm young as well, they're in the 14 to 18 range. Uh, so that was just really good. And Can I Kick It is a really cool program, um, and it, it uh, the, the showcase is today at MPB. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. You can find out more about it on mpbonline.org. I think you can see their films that they come up with. And, I mean, they're really nice produced films. I mean, they're not here at MPB very long, but they put the showcase together and it's really great. So um, I was glad to speak with them earlier. Yeah. And those kids are are talking about real, real issues. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's not just, this is um, my dog Skip. Um, They're talking about education and Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, we're uh, very honored to have on the show with us this morning, Craig Ray, who is going to be taking over Visit Mississippi, the new executive director. Craig, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Good morning, Mary Margaret. Good morning. This is my new boss on the line. (laughs) So glad to have him uh, at the helm of of our staff and our team at Visit Mississippi. And uh, Craig, you're no stranger to the tourism industry. Tell our listeners a little about your background. Well, I, I served as director of tourism uh, for Governor Haley Barber for 2000, from 2004 to through 2009 and had a, a great run before a lot of uh, great uh, events and things that happened during those years and, and, and am honored to be asked to come back and serve uh, under Governor uh, Phil Bryant's administration. Looking forward to working with Visit Mississippi and Bicentennial plans next year and many other events uh, to come. 
Well, Mississippi has a lot of elements um, uh, to maintain. We talk about uh, from our culture to our heritage to our history. Um, is there any particular area that you want to focus on highlighting or developing? Well, I all of them, actually. I really, you know, the tourism portfolio is broad, and, and every every category is very important for the growth of tourism and the expansion and 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 the knowledge and education of tourism here in the state. So, I'd like to emphasize all all of those. Obviously, in a bigger picture for the coming year would be the bicentennial and all the activities that we will plan around. That Mary Margaret is leading the charge here from Visit Mississippi, and looking forward to we'll be working with her hand in hand all all the events that we'll be planning here in the state and a lot of the a lot of the programs where each and every community can celebrate the. The 200-year anniversary that in in their own way, and also support the state in our efforts. So, not really one in particular, but right now in in the bigger picture for the coming year would be the bicentennial for the state of Mississippi. Now, uh, Craig, you've seen a lot of the projects you kicked off in your first term, so to speak, with tourism um, really come to fruition. The Mississippi Blues Trail is nearing 200 markers. Grammy Museum Mississippi has opened since they opened in March. I believe they've had more than 11,000 visitors. Um, talk a little bit about how the landscape has changed um, and, and what you see as, as really the, the great uh, bright spots and opportunities for us. Well, looking back uh, and reminiscing and enjoying those first days of, of the dream of a blues trail and what that might entail and not only the gathering the scholars together and looking at the opportunities of building this blues trail, but now that we're here and how that's developed over the years in that time that the blues trail developed, the B.B. King Museum was built, the Grammy Museum was was built, uh, other museums here in the state are developing, so you you go from just one blue trail marker to close to 200, not only in Mississippi, but in several states around the country and several countries uh, that have blue trail markers. So this has become an international marketing program for the state. And, and, and now to have uh, the Grammy Museum from just a dream years ago of, of not just a dream, just an event, literally a celebration of celebrating all of our music artists and, and, and just celebrating the, the number of Grammy Award winners that we had here in the state to a possible dream of, of a Grammy Museum here in Mississippi and now the completion of the museum. And so now the marketing of these products together is just a, a, not only a dream come true for from the tourism industry years ago, but now it's a reality. So now the fun of implementing all of our marketing plans and, and, and maintenance for for the Blues Trail program and also the Country Music Trail that has developed over time. I think we're approaching uh, 30 Country Music Trail markers, the Freedom Trail that has developed uh, the Civil Rights Museum the, and the History Museum that will be completed next year during the bicentennial year. So we really have many components for tourism that have been developed over the years and now are coming to fruition. We'll, we'll shift into marketing and uh, marketing gear for these uh, for all of these projects. Well, you talk about these museums that have opened over the years, and, and, you know, our immediate thought is this is going to bring travelers to Mississippi, attractions that bring folks to the state. But at the same time, I mean, these are real jobs. I mean, these are new spaces where uh, new jobs are created. What what do jobs and tourism, what's the correlation there? Well, the jobs right now, the tourism industry here in Mississippi uh, represents over 100,000 jobs, ranging from 
someone who might work in a restaurant, a golf course, a casino, a hotel, to uh, uh, someone working in a library, someone working, uh, you know, just every every branch of tourism is represented in that number. And that represents over a $6 billion industry for travelers to the state of Mississippi and over $380 million that go to the general fund in taxes. So it's a it's a big number. We're we're like the seventh largest uh, industry in the state, uh, and, and so tourism as a number is very important. Jobs are important uh, not only for uh, uh, to support the industry, but also as we're looking to educate and 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 train these young college students that tourism is could be a career for at all different levels here in the state of Mississippi. Yeah. And uh, we talked a little earlier this morning about um, trying to figure out how to keep people in Mississippi, the youth, uh, so they won't feel they have to, to go away. And, um, you know, the film industry is, 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 is great in Mississippi. And I'm sure that's an effort of uh, the, the Mississippi Development Authority and everything to bring more films to Mississippi. Uh, what are your thoughts on why some, someone might look at Mississippi and say, OK, this is a, a great film location. This is where I would want to uh, have my film uh, filmed. Well, there are many great uh, site locations here in the state to for filming. But let, starting off at the top, the film office representation that we have, Ward Emling and, and, and Nina, their experience in, in, in the industry and, and the knowledge of the people that they have that have filmed here before have had a great experience. But also we have a very aggressive and very competitive uh, tax rebate program for film producers. So that really keeps us in the mix for films, but also the experience that the producers have when they come here with their staff, with the artists that in making the film that have them come back, and, and, and obviously the rebate and it being very competitive. But yes, uh, filmmaking in the state does create jobs, and the more you can film, the more films we have being made here, it creates more and more jobs. Some of these jobs are temporary, but one might lead to the next film, and uh just over the years, has we've created many great films here in the state, but uh, specifically here in the last probably five years, have uh, been very aggressive, and and the tax rebate program leads the way with recruiting those films. And we often see that travelers to Mississippi are interested in visiting sites where films have been made. You know, the city of Greenwood has a tour around the help where you can mm-hmm. see the houses. Um, so I think that, you know, they, the two tie in um, together very nicely. Um, Craig, for for those, you know, out there that, that are curious, I mean, what does a traveler to Mississippi look like? I mean, who's coming here? Well, it ranges by category, really, when you look at the 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 blues traveler might be more more than 50% international that that would come here and spend o- over a week to visit our festivals blues trail markers museums you know that international traveler is is, is a different look than than a casino goer or or a golfer might be so you have different categories but overall i think the the number uh the millennial mix with generation x is Really, the number where we're targeting is probably that 25 to 45 range. Uh, but you know, you have different uh, age groups that might go to the pilgrimage and Natchez to the bus tours that go to casinos. So it, it's a broad spectrum. But your larger footprint is that 25 to 45 year old age. 
Excellent. Well, Craig, congratulations on your new role. Um, and, and we are really, really looking forward to you in this new position and all the development that will come for, from it. Uh, do you have a website you want to share? <laughs> I, I will let Mary Margaret share that. Visit Mississippi.org okay. and, and any follow-up information. But thank you for having me on the show. I'm available anytime. Would love to come in the studio sometime and be with you all. But there's uh, getting my feet on the ground. And, and uh, once we kick off the uh, officially kick off the bicentennial, that might be a good opportunity for us to come back on the show and and talk about that more in specifics. Absolutely. We would love to have you here in the studio. Thank you so much for joining us, Craig. Thank you. Y'all have a great day. Appreciate the show. You too. All right. So are you excited? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, everyone's really encouraged by um, having Craig back at the helm. You know, he's he's very even keel, you know, the mm-hmm. guy's pretty cool, so to speak. Um, so uh, love having him back, love having his direction. Um, he's been very encouraging to the staff and, you know, I think industry wide is, is respected. So, you know, off to to another chapter of good things and for travel in Mississippi. Absolutely. Well, we will learn about Natchez's tricentennial events that are coming up um, and at the beginning of August. We'll be joined by Kathleen Bond after the break. Still to come, there's a really cool event going on at Square Books, and it's related to Harry Potter. So if you're a Harry Potter fan, you might want to stick around for that one. And we'll also learn about the Byram Swinging Bridge Festival. Uh, the mayor of Byram will join us. If you have any comments or questions you want to tell us about any events going on in your area, the number is 877-MPB-RING. 877-672-7464. We'll be back right after this break. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent in studio with Mary Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. And today we are talking about a number of things. We're going to be joined on the line in just a moment by Kathleen Bond, who's going to tell us about the Natchez Tricentennial Celebration. Still to come, we'll learn about the Byram Swinging Bridge Festival and the history of that bridge. Mayor Richard White is going to join us. And there's a really cool release party at Square Books uh, planned this weekend for the next Harry Potter book. So stay tuned for that as well. 877-MPB-RING is the number if you want to let us know about any events going on in your area this weekend that you'd like to let fellow Mississippians know about, 877-672-7464, or go to nextstop at mpbonline.org to send us an email. All right, we're joined on the line now by Kathleen Bond. Uh, Kathleen, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Sharita, and good morning, Mary Margaret. I'm so excited to be on the phone with you. Absolutely. It has been a really busy year for Natchez. Uh, so if you if you can start just by recapping some of the things that you've done uh, to celebrate the tricentennial leading up to this point oh my word we have a full year that's jam-packed with activities and we've had we've had festivals we've had concerts we've had um, special lectures going on every week all year long on monday nights we've just had an amazing array of activities we got kids stuff going on we've got exhibits we've got a couple of great photography exhibits in town right now 
Well, the, yeah, you know, and I think it's it's fun to to really just pause for a second. We we're beginning to talk about Mississippi's bicentennial in 2017, but here's Natchez literally celebrating a tricentennial. <laughs> you were you were here 100 years before Mississippi became a state. Absolutely, it all started right here in Natchez. There was a little fort built by the French in 1716. And the fort is now a part of our national park, Natchez National Historical Park, and it's going to open to the public for the very first time on Wednesday, August 3rd, the 300th anniversary of when it first opened. Well, let's talk more about this uh, huge celebration happening on August 3rd. It's uh, this, this, this Wednesday coming up. Uh, tell us about the lineup. Uh, all the events are free and open to the public. That will definitely increase intend- attendance. Oh, absolutely. Everybody needs to get in their cars and just head on down to Natchez. You know you've been waiting for an excuse to come. <laughs> um, we are, we've got a full day of activities leading into a full evening of activities. We begin with a focus. I mean, we Natchez all year has been all over the map. We are celebrating all 300 years of our history. In fact, we have a history minute that's on online every day at YouTube and Facebook, and it's a different snippet of Natchez history. So we have been all over the place. But on Wednesday, August 3rd, because of the grand opening of that fort, we're really going to be looking 300 years back. So I'll be looking at that early interaction between the Natchez Indians who were living here and those early French colonists who arrived in the early 18th century. And so we're actually going to begin the day at the Grand Village of the Natchez Indians, which is a site that's operated by the Mississippi Department of Archives and History. And we are very excited to have with us Hutkey Fields, who is the current great son of the Natchez Indians. And wow. Comes back here every year as part of the big powwow they have at the Grand Village in March every year. Kathleen, so, do you find that the people in Natchez are often surprised by the the history of the city? Do most people know it already, or is it just a, a surprise when they learn? You know, Sharita, I'll have to tell you the truth. People stop each other in the grocery store and talk about this stuff. Oh wow! <laughs> people in Natchez live and breathe this history all the time. You would be shocked. By, you know, we'll have a, a weekly lecture with over 100 people in a little town of 15,000 people. Mm, that's great. And so visitors are shocked. <laughs> but the people who live here, this is like, eh, we do this all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's great to have citizens who have a historical awareness of where, where they are so they can inform those tourists when they get there. You just have. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this little town just kind of embodies the whole Mississippi hospitality idea. <laughs> um, but. By beginning at the Grand Village, we really kind of orient ourselves in the rich diversity of Natchez history. A lot of people think Natchez is just a bunch of old houses. Boy, have we got some great houses, too, but it is much, much more than that. And then Jim Barnett is our retired director at the Grand Village, and he's going to orient us that morning with a talk about the Natchez Indians. And we've got kids' activities going on. During all of the adult academic stuff, we've got kids' activities going on. And that's our morning program. And then the afternoon, we'll move over to the Natchez Visitor Reception Center, which is right by the Mississippi River Bridge. And if you've not been there, not many little towns have got this beautiful, modern 25,000-square-foot visitor center. But there's a theater in there, and we're going to have some, some more speakers in the afternoon. But this time, the focus will be on those early French colonists, and especially this connection between Natchez and New Orleans, mm. because our speakers are coming up from Tulane and from the historic New Orleans collection. And in the afternoon session, not only do we have kids' activities, these are National Park Junior Ranger activities because 2016 is the 100th anniversary of the National Park Service. 
That's right. Wow. That's and, right. And Natchez is fortunate. We have two national parks. Not only do we have Natchez National Historical Park, which has Fort Rosalie and Melrose and the William Johnson House, but we also are the southern terminus of the Natchez Trace Parkway. Wow. Didn't know that. See, got to get on down here, Sharita. <laughs> I come. I come often. You know, my mom works with the city of Natchez, so I, I come often, and uh, she has the, ex- this, the exact same excitement as you do. Um, so, so let's fast forward to that evening. There's going to be a street party on the Natchez Bluff. You're going to have some food and music and fireworks. Oh, absolutely. We've, we've got a, a 4 o'clock very brief dedication ceremony at the Fort Rosalie site itself because it's right by the visitor center. And then we segue right into this street party because people in Natchez love to eat and drink. And, you know, our food and wine festival is kicking off tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. But at that, and that's a whole weekend of activities. But the, at the street party on Wednesday, we're going to have at least over 10 food trucks. We're going to have jumpy things for the kids. We're going to have bands going on. We've got our local band starting first, and then this great Cajun band that sings in French coming up from Louisiana. Oh, the and Lost Bayou Ramblers, one of my favorite acts. Absolutely. So excited about that. And, and the party takes place right on Broadway Street overlooking the river. So just a great location for this sort of gathering. It really is, and then we'll kick. Up, we'll we'll sing birthday cake. We'll sing happy birthday. Have birthday cake at eight, and then fireworks will be our big conclusion to the evening. Now, Kathleen, I want I want you to tell our listeners about the giveaways that are happening every day from now leading up to uh, the three hundredth birthday, um, so they can go online, go on Facebook, and get involved. Absolutely, we we we're going to be all over Facebook. Our website for the activities is natchezms300.com. So that's where information about everything can be found. Um, so give us a little information about the Food and Wine Festival. Oh, well, we've got some great lineups. The big, the tastings along the river is tonight. Tomorrow they've got some more casual things going on with beers. And, well, you know, we've got so many craft beers around here now. There's another Cuban event tomorrow night. They've got events in the big houses, big seated dinners tomorrow night. We've got some brunches going on on Sunday morning. It's a little something for everybody. Sounds good. Well, it sounds like you guys are going to have some fun. Uh, Your energy, I love it. (laughs) So thank you so much for being on, Kathleen. Did you have any closing thoughts? or? Um, You know, Mississippi started in Natchez. And so if your life, if you haven't been to Natchez, your life's not complete. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. That's a a new slogan for for Natchez, period. Yeah, you might want to write that down, Kathleen. (laughs) (laughs) Trademark it. Show again. All right, thank you. That was uh, Kathleen Bond, the superintendent of Natchez Historical uh, Natchez National Historic Park. Uh, thank you so much for being on with us, Kathleen. Um, when's the last time you've been to Natchez? Mary well, Margaret? I was there last year. I've not been this year. I've, I've been a little busy this spring, mm-hmm. um, but I'm heading down soon. Uh, I love Natchez. One thing I've not done in Natchez is stay in one of the historic bed and breakfast. And I would really like to do that. I did a long time ago. I feel like the name of it was Natchez Manor, but I'm probably wrong. And my mom is listening and she's going to correct me. But it was a manor. I was there a long time ago for a New Year's Eve uh, celebration. And I was playing the drums under this patio. And it was just wonderful. Wow. And it's, you know, it was, it was different for me, a young person who's used to like a Hampton or Hilton and then, you know, getting in there and it looks all antique. But it Creaky was cool. floors. Yeah, and- but it, it was refreshing. So, um, and I was there for the 4th of July as well. And that was fun. Too. Yeah, I remember you, you were there. 
there for the fourth. Now, we've talked about this a few times on the show, but one of the spots I'm eager to check out that's on the new side is Smoot's Grocery. It's a live music venue in Natchez. And so mm-hmm. I, I think I'm I'm going to like plan a whole weekend around just, uh, you know, going out, uh, staying at a bed and breakfast and hearing some live music at Smoot's. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we need to take a quick break and we get back. If you are a Harry Potter fan, you'll want to stay tuned. We're going to talk about a cool release party that's coming up at Square Books. Still to come, the Byram Swinging Bridge Festival is this weekend. Mayor Richard White is going to join us to talk with us about that. We'd love to hear your voice on the show this morning. If you want to give us a call and let us know about any events going on in your area, it doesn't matter what kind it is. Well, yes, it does. Uh, PG-13 <laughs> or, or less. Uh, give us a call, 877-672-7464 or email next stop at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent in studio with Mary Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. And today we're talking about a number of things. Natchez is turning 300. Mississippi is going to be turning 200 uh, pretty soon here. And we're going to learn uh, in just a moment about an event coming up at Square Books. It is Harry Potter related. So if you're a Harry Potter fan, you'll want to stick around for this one. Um, And also we're going to learn about the Byram Swinging Bridge Festival, uh, which is happening uh, as well. If you want to join the conversation, 877-MPB-RING is the number. Let us know about any events going on in your area. That's 877-672-7464. This is free publicity, folks. So if you have an event going on, give us a call and chat with us this morning. We have plenty of time left, and we have all our lines open. So 877-MPB-RING. Let us know what's going on in your area. Uh, Something we forgot to mention was the uh, Mississippi sales tax holiday. That's right. That's right. I actually heard a piece on NPR this week where they expect back-to-school sales to be up. So this is a really good reason to get out and shop, especially shopping local, because it's a um, tax-free weekend on clothing or footwear. Is that right? Yes. You, you have to keep in mind that it uh, school supplies and computers are not included. Okay. That's what this news story says, at least. Uh, so they said that's a, a sore subject for a lot of parents. Uh, so school supplies, unfortunately, and computers are not included. That would be awesome. Uh, so keep that in mind. I think it starts today, actually. So today and tomorrow. So keep that in mind. Uh, not accessories, rentals, or swim fins, or skates, and things like that. So, But for those of you know those of us well i have a little baby now she doesn't need school clothes but for those of us without kids or grown kids we can maybe take advantage of the tax-free holiday as well yeah absolutely um all right so now we're going to be joined on the phone by our next guest i'm looking for her name um karen kettles karen kettles all right karen good morning thank you so much for joining us we're really excited to hear about this event thanks for being on thank you so much for having me i'm really excited All right, so we're going to be talking about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and admit that I'm not really into the Harry Potter series and everything, but I do have 
I know. Did you just gasp? <laughs> <laughs> but it hasn't been like nine years since uh, since uh, some kind of publication has come out. Yes, it has been quite a while, and we all thought that it was over and that there weren't going to be any more opportunities to celebrate in this manner. So it is. It has kind of rocked our geeky little world. So tell us about the type of book this is. I've read that it is a script book, not necessarily a novel. So what does that mean? Uh, that is correct. It is the script of the first two parts. Well, I'm sorry, the only two parts of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, uh, the production that was put on in London recently. And, yeah, so it's just uh, they just published the script. And so it, it will not read like the previous books. Oh, that's very interesting. So yeah. uh, for those of us like Sharita that um, that don't have a lot of knowledge about Harry Potter, give us, uh, you know, the broad overview. I mean, I know there was a series of books, um, and now this is coming out kind of based on a like a theater production. Yes, that's correct. Uh, Harry Potter, the boy wizard, uh, the boy who lived uh, the, across the the span of seven books by J.K. Rowling and uh, eight movies. They did the last book in two parts for two movies. And, and it, it concluded several years ago with, you know, everyone being well. And now there's apparently more turmoil in the Harry Potter world. <laughs> so for, for readers, you know, it's been a while since there's been a book released. I mean, are people still engaged? Oh, very much so. Very much so. The fandom has done nothing but grow. Wow. I was reading about how many books have been pre-ordered and things like that. I mean, and it's uh, it's just breaking records all over. Uh, so is that a recommendation uh, for Square Books as, as well for you guys, for people to pre-order the book? Or will you have some on site for folks who are just uh, walk-ins? We will have some on site for walk-ins. However, we really strongly recommend that you call ahead and reserve a copy. You can pay for it the night of the party, which is tomorrow night. Uh, so you can pay for it on site. You don't have to pay over the phone to make sure that you have your copy and a space at the party. But, but you know, if you really are very excited about it, we strongly recommend that you call ahead and pre-order just to guarantee that you get yours. Well, and tell us a little bit about the party. I think wizards are going to be taking over the Oxford Square. Oh, yes. It's, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> uh, the party is tomorrow night, uh, Saturday, uh, from 10 till midnight. And so we'll have games and refreshments and trivia. Uh, adult trivia is going to be taking place at Shelter, which is right across the street from Off Square Books, which is where the party will be taking place. And for those who want a, a little bit of a quieter atmosphere with uh, fewer, perhaps, tiny wizards, uh, they can go play trivia, Harry Potter trivia, at the shelter. Uh, and about quarter to midnight, we will close up the store and march everyone over to Square Books Junior, where the books themselves will be held. And at the stroke of midnight, we will open the doors and start handing out the books. Oh, that's so wow. exciting. Do you expect people to kind of make their way over to Square Books Jr. like a little early, just sneak over to be like first in line? Well, they can try, but the doors will be locked. Okay. <laughs> well, um, and, and I've heard that this, this midnight launch thing is, is happening in more than one area. So um, it's, it's not oh, just... All over the country. Everyone is so excited. And people who grew up with the books that are now in their you know 20s and 30s, they're excited uh, kids who are who are just now getting into it, they're excited, you know, and people who love to dress up and 
cosplay. They're super excited. You get to get out that old Dumbledore beard and and your your wand and play. That's great. That's great. Now you you've obviously got folks pre-ordering books. What sort of crowds are you expecting? We're expecting around uh, 200 people thereabouts, and we do have limited space available at the at the store where the party is being held. So if you're thinking about maybe coming to the party, you should definitely call ahead to make sure that there's room. And we are guaranteeing a space at the party for those who have called ahead to reserve a copy. Whether you've paid or not, if you've called ahead to reserve your copy, you are guaranteed a space at the party. And we also have, we have designed a, a limited edition t-shirt that we are very excited about. Those will be available at the party as well. And let's we're going to have a Harry Potter-themed refreshments, Harry Potter-themed games, decorations. We're hoping so very much that everyone will come in costume. I, in particular, am very excited about costuming. <laughs> Do yeah, you have any good. tips for, uh, for people wearing scarves in July? Scarves in July. I would say a really lightweight muslin fabric, <laughs> but light weaves uh, woven fabric for <laughs> scarves in July. Well, uh, oh boy! Right. Could you talk to us a little bit more about uh, Square Book, Square Books, and the um, multi uses of it? It's pretty much in three separate separate buildings, right? You you talked about Square Books Junior and Off Square Books. Can you talk about the purpose of those individually? Well, uh, the owner, all three are owned by the same family, and it's all one business. Uh, the oldest building that we have is the main store that as we refer to it square books uh, and that has you know your classic literature it houses our cafe and our Faulkner section we have an entire Faulkner section and then off square books is at a second location across the street and in there is our lifestyle sections like gardening and cooking and it's also where we have magazines and also where all of our bargain books are located and then Square Junior is the children's store and and the young adult section. So your your Harry Potters will be at Square Junior. As also like all of the tween books mm-hmm. that are quite popular. Your your Twilight and your uh, Mockingjay. Those that's where those will be located. And, and uh, all the toys in the realm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, Junior is so beautiful. It's puppies and bubbles and magic over there. It really is a, a happy place, so to speak. And you often have uh, readings there for families and kids, um, readings in, in, I believe, all three locations. But uh, such a, a cool family of bookstores, really, you know, nationally known as as top bookstore uh, in the nation. And and I think, you know, the cornerstone of how we've continued to celebrate um, literature in Mississippi, Square Books brings authors from around the world, literally, to do signings and readings. So we appreciate what you guys are doing uh, for the arts and letters in Mississippi. Oh, it, it is so exciting every time there's an author event. You know, we get to meet people from all over the world and, and get to hear and share their stories. It's, it's a wonderful thing. And uh, we know that the Thacker Mountain Radio is very popular in that area as well. Um, do you, is there anything coming up in the near future? Uh, the next season doesn't begin until September, mm-hmm. uh, but that you are right. That is an event because we, we uh, at Off Square Books, we we clear the floor of all the books and the 
and the displays, and we set up over 100 chairs. And we have patrons who have been coming ever since the very first episode and have never missed a single episode. They're, they're wow, so much. that's amazing. And live music and author readings. It's, it's a fantastic show. Excellent. Well, Karen, remind us once again of the event details tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, it is held at Off Square Books uh, from 10 p.m. until midnight. And then we walk over to Square Books Jr., and then at the stroke of midnight, you can get your pre-ordered book. And if you call ahead and reserve a copy, you're guaranteed to get it, as well as the T-shirt if you care to purchase one. Uh, we have limited space available. Please call ahead if you're thinking of dropping by to make sure that you get a spot. Excellent. Well, Karen, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. All right, so we need to take one more break. And uh, Square Books is really cool. We went there for an MPB meet and greet event. Oh, sure. And it's so intimate. I really like it. I love all three of those stores. Yeah. I mean, you know, give me a day off and a uh, time in North Mississippi, and you're going to find me in one of those spaces. Yeah, and uh, uh, off Square Books is where Thacker Mountain Radio is uh, recorded. So just a lot of connections there. All right, we're going to take our final break. And when we get back, we'll learn about the Byram Swinging Bridge Festival. Mayor Richard White is going to join us. There's still some time for you to join the conversation. If you want to let us know about any events going on in your area, we have some lines open. 877-MPB-RING is the number, 877-672-7464. And since it's the, um, the tax holiday, you can let us know where you you like to shop locally 877 mpb ring is a number we'll be back in just a moment Hundred and twenty-seven years ago, the first U.S. president took office. Next year, the 45th will. Follow history in the making right here on this station. Listen every day. Weekdays at 4 on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent, joined by Mayor Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. And we're going to jump right to the phones. Mayor Richard White is on the line to tell us about the Byram Swinging Bridge Festival that's going to be going on. Um, Mayor White, good morning. Thank you so much for good, joining us. Good morning, and thank you for having me. So really excited to talk about this festival. First of all, let's talk about the Swinging Bridge and the history of it. Uh, how does it tie in? How did it get this name? Well, certainly I've lived here all my life and uh, known the Swinging Bridge since my brother uh, took me and my sisters over there and made it swing with his car on it at one night and scared <laughs> us all to death. But honestly, the Swinging Bridge is uh, history in itself. And it, and certainly the Lovelocks have come along over there on the bridge. So, But we do have a uh, our wagon that will be transporting people from the uh, festival over to that uh, over to the bridge about every 15, 10 or 15 minutes. So we got that going on tomorrow also. Oh, so, that's great. So the festival's at the dragway, the Jackson Dragway yeah, in Byram. It's, it's about a half a mile from the Swinging Bridge and almost downtown Byram. If we had a downtown, it would be close to downtown. <laughs> now, you mentioned Lovelocks. What are those? 
those are locks that people put on our swinging bridge. They, uh, they're like if a, a person, I guess, when they're in love with each other, they get two locks and they lock them together and lock them on the bridge. Something similar to what ha- what the bridges are over in uh, Europe. Oh, yeah. The one that, there's even one over there that failed that they had to take apart, but that didn't have to do with us. <laughs> so when they fall out of love, do they go get the locks back? I don't know about that, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I ain't never heard nobody falling out of love. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Now, Mayor, the lineup for this year's event is spectacular. I think so. I think so. Scott Elaine's going to be, I think, our, our featured one. She's always done a good job. Uh, certainly Dexter Allen. Uh, all these people are uh, right in our area here. Uh, Jewis Singleton, you see him there. Jerikus, uh, uh, yeah. Yes, he's a he's right. He, uh, he lives here in Byron, I do believe. And Shades of Gray is always dependable there from this area. So we got a pretty good. Uh, the main thing here is that we're also having a, a Byron Idol singing competition for the uh, younger people, and I'm really excited about that because uh, we might get somebody from our area here, Central Mississippi, that's going to be another scholar or. You know, we got a lot of people that are all doing a lot of stuff. We do a lot of sports, but we also do a lot of other stuff, you know. So what does the competition winner win? Uh, they get, uh, I think it's $75. It's uh, it's uh, going to be three different classes, I believe. Uh, we got a special lady, uh, uh, Marie West, taking care of that. And uh, they'll get uh, $75 cash, I believe. And then uh, they'll, but they'll be, there'll be people here watching them. And be, it might be a start to a great career. You know? Yeah, you never know. Um, so you're going to have some classic cars and motorcycles on site as We're well? We're going to have the cars and motorcycles show. We had 120 cars show up last year. Wow. And, I, and so I'm looking at that. Now, the, our big deal, I think, besides all what we've talked about, is certainly our carnival rides. We've got about nine rides out here mm-hmm. that Delta here in Mississippi provided. And we also are going to have the crafts and the food vendors. And nobody can turn down good, uh, 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 you know, good food. So right. That's going to be a good deal. But the live entertainment and at 7 o'clock in the morning, we have a 5K run that people might be interested in doing. So, so yeah. we'll see you there at the 5K run, Mayor. <laughs> Ma'am, will we see you at the at the now, at the finish you line? Might, you might see me there, and I did do it uh, year before last, but I walked it, and uh, so I don't. I did run, but my as long as you finish, um, yeah. well, we have just a couple minutes left, Mayor. Wanted to ask about just the growth of Byram in general. Every time I go back to Byram, there's something new up. Yes, <laughs> so, ma'am. so Thank tell you. us about that. Well, the newest thing that will be opened in uh, September is our new Dollar Tree. That's a standalone building, which. Uh, that means they built the building to, to, to put it in, which I think is neat. We've got uh, a lot of construction going on. We've got more houses being built right now than we've had in any one year in the last 10 years. So I'm real glad about that. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, the Walmart was has, has really been good for us. It's helped all of us. I'm in business here, and the Walmart has done a good job of bringing a lot of people in. And everybody I talked to from the dollar stores to uh, the hardware, Rebel Hardware, that everybody's business is up. So we're literally dra- uh, dr- bringing, I'm not dragging, we're not dragging, we're bringing people from all over. And uh, I think it's just going to be great. we got a lot of new stuff coming in, uh, uh, and I and we, we're going to make some announcements in the next three or four weeks. But uh, we got three big buildings coming in that are 40,000 square foot each. Wow. So they'll have a lot of restaurants and stuff like that. I, you know, I, I just think it's a, a great possibility for Byron. You know, we were a city a long time ago, and we lost our 
uh, lost our uh, certification. So now we've come back around and things are really going good. We got a bunch of great people live down here. So I'm really excited. Well, and, and about being the mayor. With know? a community that's growing this fast, I think having events like the Swinging Bridge Festival are really important for bringing people together, reminding people that it, this really is a community with a history. Like you mentioned, your story of the Swinging Bridge and your brothers right. and sisters. I think that these sorts of activities uh, are what really continue to knit us together as our communities grow. Thank you. I, I could, can I borrow that? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I, my home is not eight. Uh, seven miles from where I, I was brought home from the hospital. So I lived wow. in South. I got my education in Jackson. I've got. I lived in South Jackson with school. So I'm not eight miles from my house where that I spent my whole life in with my parents. So I'm. I'm happy. I think this is the greatest place in the world to live. So. Excellent. Well, Mayor Richard White, thank you so much for joining us, and I hope you have a great time at the festival this weekend. We appreciate you being on. All right, that's going to wrap us up here on Next Stop Mississippi. Sam Wells was our producer. Jonas Adams was our call screener. Mayor Margaret, thank you for being in with me Enjoyed as it. usual. Uh, stay tuned. Southern Remedy for Women is coming up next right here on MPB Think Radio.